Welcome to Business Mentorship, Keeping It Real, where we introduce corporate leaders who have taken the leap to business owner and participate with their great idea in our guest blog found on shareyourstories.online. Our guest is Emily June Wilcox. Emily is an entrepreneur, a podcast host, and money coach who shares her trademark formula for success with other entrepreneurs and joins us from Los Angeles, California. It is my pleasure to introduce and welcome Emily June Wilcox. Thank you, Trish. I'm happy to be here. Well, I'm really looking forward to our conversation because, you know, if there's one thing that really is uh, top of mind for lots of entrepreneurs is uh, money and being able to create their own level of wealth. So you built a six-figure side hustle while in corporate. And within two years, you quit your job and you've never looked back. But everybody knows that, you know, a business happens with a light bulb moment. So when was your light bulb moment? What gave you the the courage or the thought to start your own business? Well, I I actually didn't think that the side hustle would turn into full-time entrepreneurship. Um, but I returned from maternity leave back to corporate and hated it, which was a total surprise to me. I thought that I would be a working mom. I I was raised by a working mom. My sisters were working moms. And so uh, it just never occurred to me that my well-laid plans would just be completely upended by motherhood. And I would just – it wasn't that I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom and only raise my daughter, but I just really wanted to be with her and and have a meaningful business and – you know, the the line of work that I was in, I was in sales. And so I was like driving all over LA with breast pumps attached to me, paying someone else a thousand dollars to watch my kid each month. Right. And I'm like, oh, what are we doing here? This is this right. is not right. So it's almost like you you had to rejig your personal priorities based on your yeah. lifestyle, right? That's right. And I think that happens for lots of us in life, right? Like it's almost, there's there's always these special events, I call them, where, you know, you get, you take a breath and you sit back and you say, okay, what's really next for me? Is this really working for me? So it wasn't necessarily that you didn't enjoy corporate anymore, but you found that your lifestyle was then pushing you in a new direction. Yeah, that's right. And so in terms of the the business that you started, why don't you share with our viewing and listening audience who maybe haven't read your guest blog, what was the first business that you actually started, which was in 2017, correct? Um, it was in 2018. Okay. And it was um, a baby clothing company. And so we were selling like really trendy, higher fashion, kind of adult humor baby onesies on Amazon. Really? And so what gave you the idea to sort of start on Amazon? Because, I mean, we've all heard, I mean, Amazon is like the biggest place to shop, especially yeah. post-COVID, where we're all looking for things that are easily and easily accessible, and it gives you a worldwide audience. So yeah. why Amazon? My husband was working at a startup that was absolutely crushing it on Amazon, just seeing insane growth. And at that time... Um, they were big enough that they were having meetings like with Amazon employees as well. And so Jeff was just privy to the model and what was working well on the channel. And so it was like at that time, you wanted things that were 
small and light that were <clears throat> around a $20 price point. And so, and then we had just become parents. So of course, like all of that was on our mind and, and, um, he was like, I just see an opportunity. I think we should do it. And so then I designed some stuff and, you know, I think we started with 25 pieces. Like we were, we were very small minded in our thinking, but then it very rapidly started taking off. And, you know, we, we sold over a million dollars in baby onesies, you know, within the first couple of years, which was amazing. Um, yeah, it was amazing. It was surprising and amazing. And it, and it definitely planted the seed that, you know, maybe by the time I had a second kiddo, <clears throat> I wouldn't have to do it the same way. Sure. And so what skill do you, I mean, I, I love that you sort of co-founded your brilliant idea with your husband, but what skill do you think took you from corporate to entrepreneurship that really helped you bridge the gap? I think it was mostly mindset, you know, being willing to take risks and um, being willing to actually be pretty bad at most things and just kind of stumble through it anyway. Um, particularly with Amazon, like most of us have a consumer relationship with it and it's very easy. That's why we love it. Um, on the seller side of things, it's not very easy. It's actually very hard. It's roadblock after roadblock. And especially if you're new to this, it's like you have to buy UPCs, then you need to have them assigned in ASIN, and that has to be uploaded, and things don't go pro – like it's, it's very complex. And our mindset was one of our competitors just quit. Oh, Somebody else just got stuck here and they stopped. We're not going to stop. We're going to keep going. Okay. And that was really helpful um, in getting through just all of the, the challenges of even getting the business up and running. Sure. So now one of the things that you've done, which I love, is you've trademarked a formula for success that you're now sharing with other entrepreneurs. Is it about Amazon or is it about mindset? Yeah, it's not related to Amazon. So just to kind of like fast forward the story a bit, um, when 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 I was pregnant with my son and ready to go out on maternity leave, we started an Amazon marketing agency to augment our e-commerce business. Um, we had a lot of people coming to us like, how are you having sure. this success? And so right. we built out a team. Um, and, you know, that agency is is now does seven figures a year. Um, so those two uh, together were enough for me to leave corporate. Um, and I was very happy being the CEO of that agency. That was most of my time and effort for the subsequent um, two years, no, three years. And then I got a very clear kind of like message from the divine to take a step back. And I thought it was temporary. Uh, the message I got was take six weeks away. And so I did very reluctantly. And during that time, I um, I understood that I was meant to kind of change some of the structure of that agency so that I could hand it over to the team. And I was meant to be focused on coaching women entrepreneurs um, around money and money mindset. Because what I learned in growing both of those businesses is it it always was me. I was my upper limit problem every single time. And when I did the deep inner healing work and looked at all of those limiting beliefs that I had, which now I call money wounds, when I was able to diagnose and start healing them, that's what made the significant difference. And I always had it the other way around. I always was chasing the financial goal. And I thought, once I hit this, 
then I'm going to feel this other way. And, and it didn't happen. You know, we had our first $100,000 cash month in the agency, which like had been a goal of mine forever. And I thought that I was going to feel safe and successful and like I'd made it and that things were just going to be easy from that point. And, and I didn't. Instead, I was like, I don't understand why I don't feel celebratory. I'm feeling anxious. I don't know if we can do this again. And that was the first time I, I really could see that the outside environment's not going to change the inside. It has to be the inside first, and that changes the outside. And so um, from there, that became my signature methodology, which is called Money Wound Medicine, to help other women entrepreneurs uncover these hidden blocks that are really the thing that's in their way from mm -hmm. stepping into the wealth that they desire. And we have a method to permanently heal them and then alchemize those wounds into wealth. You know what I love about your entire concept is I love your reference to the fact that, listen, as business people, we all have a strategic plan, right? We, I mean, some folks, we, we agonize over those numbers. We crush that we're crushing those monthly statistics to say, you know, how much further do I need to get? You know, what do yeah. I need to change? What do I need to tweak? And I love the fact that you've shared with our viewing and listening audience that, okay, so you reached that pinnacle, the thing that you thought was the most amazing, going to be the most amazing thing. And when you got there, it didn't provide you with the emotional feelings that you thought you were going to get. Yeah. And, you know, I, I tend to find, to be quite honest, I mean, I've been an entrepreneur for 30 years. And I have to say that I, I came to a, a belief system myself that it can't just be about the money. Yeah. Because if it's just about the money, it won't last. And to your point, what's really very important, I think, to share with folks is that it's also not an overnight success. Right. Right? That's I mean, right. The, the blood, sweat, and tears and the time and the effort that you put in behind the scenes in order to make the front-facing part of our business as successful as it is, is a lot of work. Yes. Yes. And so one of the, the the things that I really appreciated about your story was that you're really marrying um, mindset with a lot of other things. It's lifestyle, yeah. it's your business, it's so it's the person because, you know, you're the face behind the logo. Right. Right. Yeah. And I, I, I call it the joyous path to millions and you know, that's, that's the name of my podcast as well, because to me, it's, it's more of a movement than anything. And it's like when a, I, I work with women, that's what I feel so passionate about, but really for any human, uh, when we just decide that there's no end that gets to justify the means if the means isn't enjoyable. Right. The, and that's, that's the old paradigm. Most of what we have examples of with wealth is this idea that you're willing to do things that you know, kind of hold your nose and do it or work really hard and kind of sprint your way there. And then once you get there, that's when you get to relax and not even just an entrepreneurship. Like that's, yeah. I, I mean, I know you're in Canada, but the American culture for sure is basically like grind out a job that you may or may not like for your entire career, and then you get to enjoy retirement. Yeah, absolutely. And, that's a Western yeah. culture, I think. That's a, a Western ideology, right? I mean, that's yeah. truly what we believe. Yeah. And it's like the joyous path to millions is the exact opposite, where it's like, yes, we have a destination. We, we are moving in a certain direction strategically, 
but we're very um, focused on enjoying the journey. Right. And and if we're not enjoying it, we're willing to make adjustments along the way because it's like that's the actual important part because that's our whole lives. Our whole right. life is the journey. So it's actually quite important that we enjoy yes. it and that we're doing something we love. Yeah, that's very true. And the other thing I think that's extremely important is the community impact. Yeah. Because with financial freedom comes responsibility. Yes. And then with that responsibility comes giving back to your community, whether it's your local community or the global community or a national community, but there be, has to be some sort of give back with the success that you receive. So yeah. is that part of the uh, success formula that you share? And what are you and Jeff giving back to your local community based on your success? Yeah, you know, what I what I have seen in coaching hundreds of women entrepreneurs is that that part's never missing. And right. when you look at women's role in in cultures <laughs> and even like the lioness, you know, it's like she hunts for the pack. She hunts for her children. The lion would eat all of it. So she's actually got to make sure that everyone has food. And, and I find that like that's one of the gifts that women offer to society is that we we do tend to look around and we want to make sure that everyone's taken care of. And so I I've never found a woman where I've had I've had to give any coaching around like, okay, now Community. it's time to be generous <laughs> and share your success. It's like yeah. They really want to do that. That's a huge part of their mission. And usually the piece that's missing actually is the more selfish component. Like yeah, be enjoying the success. Yeah, like their own personal why and deciding that they're worthy enough to have it and that they deserve it and it's okay for them to have it too. Like that's typically the part that, that I find is missing. Um, but, you know, you asked how we give back and, you know – of course, our vision is is much bigger than even what we're doing right now. But I had a few years ago, I thought, you know, we've been we give regularly, but I'd love to just save up like what what we normally give on like a monthly basis. And I want to give one of those giant checks. And so um, the singer Jewel has a really cool foundation called Inspiring Children Foundation. And she's actually incorporates um, her and her team a lot of mindfulness and meditation practices um, to help at-risk youth that have had very traumatic backgrounds to just like rewrite their story. And it's a cool hands-on program. They offer housing support for these kids. They they have their own schooling curriculum. They get them into tennis. A lot of those kids end up getting tennis scholarships. Like it's very comprehensive. And so we got to have that moment of going and meeting them when they were um, at, at camp in Malibu and presenting them with the big $10,000 check and getting to talk to the, the high schoolers that were there. And it was really neat. Oh, that's a really wonderful story about having a very practical way, a very hands-on way. And it must be really gratifying to be able to see the smiles, right? Because yeah. really the reason why we give back to the communities in which we live, it, it's not a selfish reason. It's, it's the giving, right? Yes. And the receiving is the smiles and the stories 
that we hear from the people that have been impacted by the generosity. So congratulations to, to you both. Yeah, I want to switch you. our conversation a little bit to image because one of the things that we're doing in our conversation is introducing the person behind the logo. And one of the things that we do is we spend a lot of time on building a brand, right? On whatever that logo might be, whatever the front facing consumer perspective is. And one of the things that you do is you wear your hat, which you're wearing today. So I thought you could per perhaps share with our viewing and listening audience the significance of the hat, because there's clearly a significance. It's in all of your marketing materials. <laughs> it's in all of your, um, you know, your social media channels. So what's the significance of your wonderful hat? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Trish, this question is cracking me up because the significance this morning is that uh, I've, it's a bad hair day. You're having a bad hair day. I'm going to Pilates after this. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, we're just going to throw on the hat. So then we can go to Pilates and then afterwards we'll wash the hair. <laughs> um, so it's accidental, but I'm so glad that, you know, it, I almost got away with it just looking like it was a signature branding move. Um, I don't know, you know, the last photo shoot that I did that I absolutely loved, like I just knew I, I that I wanted to bring a couple hats, which I hadn't done in previous photo shoots. And then I just loved all of those photos. And so yeah. then they're everywhere and they're on my social media and they're on my website and everything. So it, it, I guess I'm in my hat era for some reason. You know, what's really wonderful about that is it's part of your personality. There you go. Right. And I think that's really important for everyone to understand, too, is that, you know, as our businesses evolve and grow and change and, you know, the, the core foundation may stay the same, but the people change. Yeah. Right. I mean, you're yeah. not the same CEO today as you were when you first started. I mean, so there's true. been a lot that has happened on the journey. Right. So right. I love the fact that you're sharing a little bit of Emily. You're sharing a little bit of who you are as a person, which I think uh, is a really lovely way for people to make a connection because it's trust and integrity that helps us build a business, right? Absolutely. Agreed. So if there was something that you could share with our viewing and listening audience, we've talked about the fact that you've trademarked your wonderful success formula. Can you share something with the folks who are listening and thinking, okay, I've got this thing that's really great and it's very unique and it's different than what everyone else is doing. How do I trademark it? Why is it important? Can you perhaps just share why that particular part of your business was important for you? Yeah. So, I, I mean, I think there's like the legal aspect, right, of getting intellectual property. And that can be of varying importance depending on what kind of business you have. Right. Um, I would say in like coaching and consulting, in this is just one person's opinion, but I think it's less about intellectual property protection. And it's more about you've just got to get a lot of reps under your belt. You need to coach and coach and coach or consult and consult and consult. And then pretty soon you'll start to notice patterns. And when you can then turn those patterns into like a signature program or a step-by-step -step process that you can take people through, it's really valuable for a lot of reasons. Number one, it helps you to know what the roadmap is going to be. Number two, it helps the client to get results faster. Um, and we need some of that structure. Like 
it's the marriage of the masculine and feminine energy. And the masculine provides that structure and that roadmap. And we tend to feel safe and like we can relax a little bit more when we're like, oh, okay, well, the guide knows this trail. (laughs) And and so it's like, I do think sometimes when people are newer, they think they try to force a signature methodology. And it's like, you can't really force it because you've got to get the reps in. That's what sort of distills it. And one day it will just make sense and you'll, it will kind of appear in front of you and then you can build the name and the structure around it. Um, but certainly, you know, in, in our other businesses and when we were doing the baby onesies, like, you know, copywriting designs, um, trademarking your brand name. I do think all of that is important. And, um, perhaps at least in this coaching industry, that's still a bit of a younger industry. There isn't enough focus on intellectual property or thinking about the brand. Um, so I'm glad that you brought the question forward because I think two things are true. You should protect what, you, what you've what you got and you've got to just learn it and get the expertise first in order for it to make sense. And, you know, I, that's so true. And I, I appreciate the fact that because it also helps to brand, build not only brand identity, but the trust and integrity that you need for a successful business. And as you say, that just doesn't appear. That happens with building your own skills and expertise. Yeah. Now, one of the things that we do in the guest blog is we share three words of advice. And I thought it would be a wonderful way for us to wrap up our conversation today by you giving our viewing and listening audience what the meaning is for your three words. And they are new paradigm wealth. Mm. Well, I touched on it before, but I think to me, new paradigm wealth, if you've never heard of it, It's a great three words because it'll get you curious and thinking about it and what it means to you. To me, it's an invitation into having money flow to you in these very abundant supplies through doing what you love. And it's like sharing your gift with the world and that being a path for wealth to come to you. And for you to do that, you don't don't have to wear a suit if you're not a suit-wearing person, you don't have to change anything about who you are. You get to do it your way. You can do it working from home with a baby strapped to your chest, which is what I was doing when I started, you know, right. my businesses. Um, and so it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with the old paradigm. It's just that for some of us, the old paradigm didn't feel like it worked. Right. And if it doesn't feel like it works for you, then then you get to be a trailblazer and you get to build new paradigm wealth and then you get to be the example for someone else that it's like, oh, she didn't have a formal education and she did it. Oh, she had young kiddos and she did it. Maybe I can do it too. And I, I'm passionate about trying to be a good example, um, you know, for other women so that hopefully they see my story and there's one piece of it in there for them that makes them think that they also can have wealth. Well, I want to thank you for joining us today because not only, Emily, do I think that you're a role model for people on how to do things a little bit differently, but I also think that you give people permission to think outside the box and explore new options and avenues. And I absolutely love your theory of letting the wealth flow to you 
um, with a new paradigm of thinking as well as a new paradigm of wealth. So thank you so much for joining us. I know for sure that not only are you a role model in your community, but you're a role model in the global community and I'm sure a mentor for lots of other people who will come in your path. So thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you. I'd like to thank you, our viewing and listening audience, for joining us today for this edition of Keeping It Real, introducing you to the person behind the logo. If you'd like to connect with our guest, you'll find Emily's contact information in the description portion below. I'm Trish Tonai, founder and host for the series. And if you're interested in sharing your business story, visit our website at shareyourstories.online. And for other inspirational stories, subscribe to our channel, Business Mentorship, Keeping It Real. Thank you so much.